This is the Health, Hope, and Healing Podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when he dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in and maybe it's time to step up. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Health, Hope and Healing podcast. I'm Dr. Kyra Gutierrez and I'm so excited to bring to you one of our new team members. So um, Erica, tell us who you are and just um, let's start that conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, really excited to be on and to be here with you guys. Um, so I, my name is Erica Pickle and I am a licensed professional counselor and I have um, about 11 years of experience in the mental health field. I have served in many different capacities and those might, might include or do include being an advocate for victims of sexual assault, training and supervising case managers that served kids and adults with um, different mental illnesses, and then also uh, most recently for the last six years, counseling in the fields of adoption, pregnancy, and postpartum. That's really great. Now, Erica, you have a name like mine. Everyone has questions. So when people see my name, they're like, Kyra, ha, 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 Kyra, Proctor, you know, and so I just embrace that. Tell us about the last name Pickle. We got to, you got to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, well, I relish my last name. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I love nice. all the Pickle jokes. My husband, um, it's my married name, so I never imagined that that would be my last name. Um, but, you know, actually Pickle is a little bit more of a common name here in Texas. Um there's Pickle Highway, you know, that's in between yeah. Austin and San Antonio. I think yeah. that's like a very distant relation to my husband's family. So awesome. Very I love to know that about you, that you just embrace it. Just, I embrace it. Give me all the just embrace jokes. it. <laughs> well, it's very memorable. That's awesome. So tell me why you decided to become a counselor. So I decided to become a counselor when I was in high school. I when I was in sixth grade, it was a really hard year for me, that transition into middle school. I had a lot of social anxiety. I was having some psychosomatic symptoms of anxiety in sixth mm-hmm. grade. I was nauseous. I was throwing up before school. I was having trouble sleeping. I was so anxious. At the time, I did not go to counseling, but I did go to my pediatrician with my mom and was on like just a really mild antidepressant which did help. But for me, what really helped is um, I had a mentor in middle school that kind of helped me transition. And then my mom was a huge support system for me during that time. I have really distinct memories of driving to school or riding to school with my mom and crying because I did not want to go in. I was just so nervous. I didn't feel like I had any friends. Um, It was a big school and I wasn't just used to it. And she would speak scripture over me and like fill my, um, fill my heart with like the truth of God's word and kind of bolster my self-esteem. And those verses that she told me, like, I still use them in counseling even today. Um, You know, she like would speak um, 
specifically like Philippians 4, 6 through 7, like do not be anxious about anything in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which strengthens all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I, I mean, that has stuck with me and one that I like to um, impart to my clients because it's, it's the truth. So when so, it works. Yeah. yeah. It works at Thanksgiving. Man, it, it still works. But um, I got through middle school, learned to manage my anxiety, also have like great support group of friends, um, get onto high school, felt a lot better, able to manage my anxiety so much better. It, you know, wasn't nauseous going to school, way more confident. And then my junior year, I took a psychology class and I fell in love with just the mind and learning about emotions and all the things. So decided right then and there, I wanted to be a counselor and went to Liberty University for my undergraduate school and my graduate school. Go Flames. Yes, go Flames. And that's where (laughs) I met my husband, um, who is a Texan and you know, we got married, lived in Lynchburg for a few, a few years, and then moved to, back to Texas about six years ago. So that's kind of what brought me into the counseling field. That's awesome. I love how you fit into our team because you firsthand know that there are physical symptoms with um, all the things you were going through, that it's not just all in your head or all in your body, that it's actually both. Yes. I love that. Yes, I, it's, it's just so, like, amazing just how God created us um, and created our bodies to give us, like, signs when something's not right, when something is wrong. Yes. And so, and the power that your mind and your thoughts have on your body. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here, too. Super cool. Okay, now, counseling, though, counseling's a huge field. I mean, there's so many specialties. How did you choose your specialty, or do you feel like it chose you? I feel like it chose me. That's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely chose me. Um, so just to kind of give you a little bit more background, I, my specialty right now, um, what I am focusing on, what chose me is perinatal mental health. And what perinatal mental health is, is it's working with women during pregnancy and postpartum. And a lot of my life experience has centered around this. Um, in my career and not intentionally, you know, it wasn't uh, something that I was conscious of. It just kind of has fallen into place. So when I moved to Texas six years ago, I was working for an adoption agency where I was working with expectant mothers who were making plans um, for adoption for their baby. And that was an amazing experience. I have so much respect for birth mothers and women that are, are considering that option. And, um, that kind of got me into that field. And then I, me and my husband decided that we would, we were ready to start a family. And I could not work in that job because I would be traveling a lot. We would work with women um, who are making adoption plans in many different states. So I would be in Texas one moment, get a phone call, and I'd be like in Louisiana or Kansas or, you know, somewhere crazy. So um, I changed jobs. I started working at a crisis pregnancy center doing crisis intervention and some professional counseling. And um, while I was there, I got pregnant, had my first son, and the anxiety that I experienced in middle school came rearing its ugly head back. Um, It felt familiar. 
it felt really familiar, although mm. at the time it wasn't familiar. Like now looking back retrospect, super familiar. But at the time when you're, I was in it, I couldn't see it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, so had some of those psychosomatic symptoms, you know, upset tummy, hard to sleep, even mm-hmm. who sleeps when they have a baby, right? Like it's, the babies are notorious for being up all the time. But even right. when he was sleeping, I couldn't sleep. Um, checking on him constantly, having some mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts that something might happen to him. Right. I remember sitting in the movie theater with my husband a couple of months after giving birth. It was our first time out. My mother-in-law mm-hmm. had the baby, perfectly capable, wonderful lady. And I remember just sitting in the movie theater and this like fear washing over me of like, why am I here? I'm a terrible mom. What if something happens? Right. Could not enjoy it. We're going to a movie. We're going home. Like we didn't even do anything else. So, um, yeah, so that was anxiety. But at the time I didn't know, I didn't realize. And then the three month postpartum period, um, kind of was a big changing point for me. I I don't know if if everyone knows this, but the first three months, they consider the fourth trimester, right? When Mm -hmm. I hit three months, it was like, so much better. My anxiety Mm -hmm. just calmed down. I was sleeping better. And then I realized, oh, that's anxiety. Like Mm -hmm. I was struggling with anxiety. Um, So just through my own experience, I realized that there was not a lot of resources out there for mamas. There's more now than there were five years ago, which I'm so thankful for. There's like a great network now for, um, postpartum mental health care that they've been developing some really good resources but I realized our culture does not do a great job supporting new moms Um, and I wanted to be part of that change and I was seeing that even in the crisis pregnancy center I was Mm -hmm. seeing that that lack of support is why in the center I was at we doubled in the amount of clients we served every year from the time wow. that I started to the time that I left and I was there for three years. So we were serving like 10,000 plus people. Easy. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right. And so many of these women, I mean, I had a wait list of clients that wanted to see me because they couldn't get counseling anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. one thing that I like have realized through my research is that other cultures do it a little bit differently. Oh Yeah. Right. So there's this oh, yeah. Chinese tradition of the sitting month and mm-hmm. even Latin America has a similar um, tradition where for a certain amount of time, like the first month or first 40 days, the women just concentrate on baby. Um, they rest, they recover and women in their community take over household tasks and cooking mm-hmm. and taking care of the other kiddos. There's a big right. emphasis on like um, nutrition and eating warm foods mm-hmm. that are healing. Yes. It's, it's just really amazing that we don't have that here. We go back to work after six weeks, eight yep. weeks. Go back maybe. to work, go back to work, do all the things and, and look good and do it well. Correct. So yeah. I now, now I'm on my soapbox and maybe we can talk about that more in another podcast, but <laughs> sure. all of that information, just to say, it was like this gap in services just staring me in the face and I yeah. wanted to embrace it. So I love that you had a heart for the women because you had been there. 
Correct. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you talked a lot about sessions you do, but tell me a little bit, could you give me like a bird's eye view of what a session with you looks like? Yeah. So I am, I guess I consider myself eclectic in the therapy I provide. I, when someone comes in to see me, I want to assess for their needs. I want to see what's bringing them into counseling. What are their goals? What's motivating them? Mm. And meet them where they are, um, whatever that looks like. I do tend to use a lot of interventions that come from cognitive behavioral therapy. They have such great um, interventions and it integrates well with the Christian worldview. So I tend to... I guess, work from that framework, but I like to pull in other things as well. So I love that. So what you're, what I hear you saying is that every person, um, you bring all your tools and what is it that they need and you're able to pull from different things. Correct. I love that. So it's not like a program or a one-stop, this is what you get. Oh, I love that. Tell me a little bit about cognitive behavioral therapy for people who aren't familiar with that term. Yeah, so cognitive behavioral therapy, it really focuses on a person becoming aware of their negative thoughts or their faulty thinking. We Mm. take time to examine negative thought patterns and how they influence your mood and your behavior. I think that it integrates well with the Christian worldview because the Bible speaks directly to us as believers on renewing our minds. Um, you know, putting off the old self, putting away your former um, life, and then all, and then putting on this new self that is created in the, after the likeness of God. And yeah. so I think about how our minds are sinful by nature, right? We're, we're born that way. And so yes. our thought patterns, there are some things that are not true in our, the narratives that we tell ourselves. Yes. And so in counseling, I like to let's uncover those narratives. Let's become aware of those narratives and let's try to replace those with the truth that's in God's word um, and meditate on that. So I also like to address some of the symptoms of depression and anxiety and um, other things that might be going on with some coping skills. And I love to see what people already use. People already have coping skills. They just might not know what that is, right? Or it may not be a good one. Correct. It might not be a good one. So if Mm. I have a client that loves music, okay, like, that's great. Let's let's make a playlist that is uplifting, right? That Mm -hmm. gives you some encouragement. Maybe there's worship music in there or whatever makes makes you feel better. Let's do some deep breathing to help regulate the nervous system. Slow things down. Create a pause. Let's do muscle relaxation. Um, which is actually one of my favorite techniques because we hold so much tension and emotion in our bodies, right? Preach. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. You, I heard you and Brady talking about that in a, the previous podcast. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. Our body, it stores emotion, it stores trauma. And oftentimes our body is aware of how we're feeling before our mind is. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And so I, those muscle relaxation techniques just help to create that pause. I had one lady in my office one time and she was grieving, having a hard time Mm. sleeping, a lot of anxiety after that loss. And we did, I turned the lights down low. We did a muscle relaxation exercise and she fell asleep in my office. 
Oh, wow. And I hated to wake her up, but I was like, right. here's done. This is great. Like, I'm so glad it just put her in a state of relaxation where she was finally able to kind of let go at that point. So I know it works. I've seen it work. Oh, and then that empowers her to be able to do it on her own to replicate. That's amazing. Do you do different things with clients that come in who are pregnant or postpartum? Is there a little bit different technique you use for that? Um, so when we use similar techniques, we're, I try to make sure that we're aware, especially when we're breathing, because it's harder to breathe with that baby in your belly. Yes. <laughs> get that feeling. So we still do that. We just want to be aware of like their comfort level and making sure they're getting enough oxygen. But then also I have some really good tools that I like to use to prepare for delivery and prepare for the postpartum period. I actually have I a trauma-informed birth plan. So if they've had any trauma, whether that maybe was a sexual assault or maybe it was a previous birth experience that um, left a lasting impression, we can be prepared as much as we can to identify the triggers and let hospital staff know and try to set her up for success and then postpartum care plans. So I spend a lot of time helping them identify who can you go to for support during postpartum who's going to bring you food, who can help you with household tasks or other Mm -hmm. children, what are your roles as mom and what are your partner's roles as, you know, the father of the baby, just making sure we take enough time to go over those areas. Oh, that's so powerful because in the rush, many people just don't take the time to think it through and then you bulldoze through and it's never good. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So there's power, I think, in meeting in person, but there's also powers of not meeting in person. As far as where we are post-pandemic with telehealth, where do you fall with that? Do you prefer to see people in person? Do you prefer to do telehealth visits? Yeah, I will do either. I will see people virtually or I will see people in person. I depend on the person's needs. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some people that they need to see me in person. I need to have my eyes on them in my office. Um, And also, too, sometimes having that chance to break away and have this concentrated time Mm -hmm. to meet with a therapist. That in itself is therapeutic, right? So that's self-care and that pause. But virtual appointments, I did not think I was going to like to see people virtually when the pandemic hit and that was the only option. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's been such a blessing. It makes um, counseling accessible to people who could not come in otherwise. For Mm -hmm. a lot of mamas, it works well because they don't have to get a sitter for, you know, three hours to get there, get back, all that stuff. They can do it during nap time. Um, they can squeeze it in during a lunch break sometimes. It just makes it a lot more accessible. Absolutely. I, I do not see kids virtually. I do see some children and I do see some teens. And typically I will see teens virtually, but I don't see kids virtually. But there's some wonderful therapists who do. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So I have not heard the whole story about how you found ICW. Can you tell me what... Um, Cause I feel like I jumped in in the, like the middle of that. So how did you even hear about us? It was a random series of events or I like to think it was really a God thing. It was God orchestrating this behind the scenes because 
I did not know that ICW existed. I was on LinkedIn and had updated some of my information because I had gotten my license, uh, my full licensure. I was letting it reflect that. And I got a message from Brady through LinkedIn. And he was just asking if I might be interested in doing counseling with a wellness center that he was part of starting up or if I knew someone else um, that might be interested. And so I just responded and said, that might be kind of cool. My brother's a physical therapist. I've kind of gotten into more into integrated health through the recent years. My kids mm-hmm. go to a um, pediatrician who's, who is integrated. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love it. Um, and so my interest was piqued. I really wanted to see what that was about. We did a Zoom meeting, um, met him. He told me about y'all's vision for ICW, and I was like, that is so cool. I love the idea of somebody walking into one place and mm-hmm. being able to have care for their body and their mind and their emotions and even their spiritual relationship, right? And yeah. That was such a neat idea. And then you and I met. And right? And it was, was like awesome. sitting down with an old friend. It was the craziest thing. I don't connect with people usually that quickly. I mean, I do, but not, not like that. I sat down and I was like, "Ah, I'm going to be your friend. (laughs) It was just, it was, it was such a fun lunch. Yeah. It was such a fun lunch. And we found out we went to the same church, like who would have known. Yeah. Um, And I was like, this is awesome. Like it does seem like God was aligning things. It was almost the same as like going into perinatal mental health. It found me or God led, you know, God opened that door for me. And I feel like it was the same with ICW. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm really, really excited to have you on our team in part. And I think because I have, um, I gave birth a long time ago and then I gave a birth four years ago and the change in support is so much better, but there's still work to be done. There's still, um, there's still gaps to fill. And I'm so glad to be um, partnering with you in that. That's awesome. Super good. So thank you for spending some time with me this morning. And I am going to take you up on that further podcast offer that you gave earlier. I'm going to, I'm going to be calling you for that. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Very good. Have a great day, Erica. You too. Thank you for listening. We speak health, hope, and healing over you. For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.